Christian Roll, and I'm here again to do another podcast. Um, it feels like it's been a while since I've done one, but I think it is just a week, so we can all calm down. It's probably because it's kind of, there's been, you know, because it's been Christmas. <laughs> I feel like that's not grammatically correct. It's not been Christmas. I mean, it has, but Christmas has been and gone, sadly, um, which is a shame. Um, and yeah, it always feels like a, there is like a melancholy that comes with it, whereby once it's done, you kind of, um, what's the word? Like, it feels significant. I feel older now. I feel like I've lost something and I'm not quite sure what it is. But that's kind of quite existential and I'm not quite sure um, what the answer is. And I feel like I'm slightly worried that if I, you know, follow that avenue, um, I might I might sort of lose myself completely, <laughs> which is terrifying. Um, all in all, though, it's probably worth saying I had quite a nice Christmas. Um, I hope you did too. Um, I I will say this because none of my family listened to this yet. Um, this was the first year probably in my whole life when my mother didn't make the Christmas dinner. Now, it sounds like I'm about to diss her. I'm actually not. Um, and I had big reservations about this for obvious reasons. So I would say um, that my mum is without a doubt um, the number one chef in the family. I'm working. I'm working hard to kind of get to her level. I think we have our strengths and weaknesses and um but ultimately I think Christmas Day is probably a bridge too far for me. I think you know I can back myself to make a good roast, but I think in that pressure environment on on a big day I think possibly the thing that's letting me down is my attitude. <laughs> I think I'd probably not be bothered, probably get some chicken Kievs on and sort of, yeah, chicken Kievs and croquettes and just say, you know, everyone enjoy the panko, a big panko fest. And to be honest, me, myself, I'd be I'd be absolutely ecstatic with chicken Kievs and croquettes for Christmas, but it's not happening. Um, anyway, what was I even saying? Okay, yeah, so we're at a different house this year for um, Christmas dinner, and... You know, I'd expressed my reservations to my mother, knowing that she couldn't do anything about it. In re in reality, I probably just, you know, just shouldered, let her shoulder my worries about it. I was kind of saying, well, what if it's rubbish? You know, that'll be that'll be rubbish. And you know, that's that's not useful. I don't think you should really provide problems without a solution. But whatever, that's what I was doing. Um, so. But ultimately, what happened was the Christmas dinner was fine because it turns out that we're not the only house in the world that makes Christmas dinner every year, and therefore has quite a refined, you know, approach to it. 
So we went to this other house for Christmas dinner, and of course it was perfectly fine. In fact, I would go as far as saying good. So that was nice. Um, uh, yeah, I think my ratio of friends, family, and me time has been quite good. Um, although I will say I became dangerously, dangerously addicted to um, a video game called The Witcher. Now I think I might have played, I might have mentioned it. Sorry, <laughs> in my last podcast. And sort of between then and now, I have peaked in terms of my obsession. Um, it was getting to a point where I couldn't sleep. Uh, my mind was too um, active thinking about it. I would start playing at like six o'clock in the evening and just play till 2 a.m. Genuinely, um, most nights. And um, I, I'm happy to report that yesterday was the first night that I hadn't played it since I started the game. And tonight I won't be playing it either. Um, and I think what's nice about that is I, I'm told I'm relatively near the end. Um, and so that's kind of nice to know. But I've... So I've... I know that the time I've put into it is not in vain, but um, I can kind of now just enjoy the end of the game um, without kind of having to. Because I think what had happened to me was I was, I'd decided I wanted to finish the game before I was back in work, <laughs> which was an insane thing to do because I didn't quite know the scale of the game. Um, so, yes, um, but I'm yeah. As I say, I'm 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 happy to say I'm sort of out of my addiction to that game. Though I will say it might be the best game I've ever played, and I know that's a huge statement because I've played a lot of games, and um, you know I've played some of the biggest ones, the ones that people generally say are the best games ever, um, or up there at least. But I think The Witch is my favourite. And there's a reason why. So in the game, there is like a, I forget exactly what he is, but he's a creature named Bart. I think he's like a troll. <laughs> and he says something hilarious. And when he said it, that was when I decided, yep, this is my favorite. In fact, a number of the trolls in the game say the funniest things ever. So, you're in a fairly serious mission at this stage. A guy who's kind of a bit seedy and sort of suggests that he might kill you if you ever cross him, blah, blah, blah. you got to go find his money. And he's a bit of a gangster and you're kind of thinking, hmm, don't know how I feel about this guy. Anyway takes you to this dungeon, there's a big troll there, and I'm thinking, right, he's just going to off me here, fair enough. Um, anyway, turns out the troll talks, and his name's Bart. So you go speak to Bart to get some information about what happened to the guys, the gangster's money, who's who you're trying to find. You're not trying to find the, the money isn't a person. Sorry, I've said who, but I mean it. You're trying to find it. Um, anyway... <laughs> You speak to Bart, 
and you ask him, hey, Bart, where where did you hear the sort of the ticking noise? Because obviously there's a bomb somewhere, then that's how they got in. And he said, where? Well, where Bart does the turdy dump? <laughs> now, a turdy dump is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so at that point, I every night I lit a candle and played The Witcher. Um, now, uh, I, I'm looking forward to kind of returning back to it um, in the in the next couple of days. I can't tomorrow either. Oh, I've sort of beaten that yawn there. I can't tomorrow either. I'm going out for a nice curry, which is nice. Um, a nice curry, which is nice. Good description there from me. Um, but yeah, I'm quite, quite active. I was out last night, which is why I first didn't play The Witcher, and then I, and now I'm doing the podcast before bed, and that's also why I won't be doing it. Um, but yeah, um, I'll probably mention more about it at some stage along the line um, and why it's my favourite um, I notice as well that I think I'd possibly mentioned somewhere along the line that I was working on a um, a Christmas special which fortunately the last podcast sort of ended up being anyway so I feel less bad about it but as, as you can see, the Christmas special hasn't happened. <laughs> now, it is worth saying that I was working on it, and I have worked on it, and it's it might still happen someday. And when I say someday, I mean next Christmas, because <laughs> I'm not going to put it put the Christmas special out in, you know, the what is it, the summer equinox or whatever. I don't even know you know, the height of summer, 16th of June or something, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to do that. Or maybe I will. Maybe that's the dupe part of the Christmas special for my birthday. Um, but, yeah, it didn't quite happen for me because what, what I found was I was trying to record it and I thought, I'm too sober for this because basically what I'd done is I'd ri- it was it's a Christmas pantomime <laughs> and I was performing everything the narrator and also the characters and I'd written a script and I have it still obviously on my laptop and um and I felt like I was too sober to perform it because <laughs> I was like unable to read and also I was, I'll tell you what happened. I was sat, you know, I was one of my days off from work pre-Christmas. No one else was, I think a lot of people were still in work. So I want to say it was maybe like the 23rd, 20th, uh, maybe maybe Christmas Eve, but morning-ish time. And I was working, I was trying to do it. And I was kind of just, and I was thinking to myself, you're naked, sat in your bed, talking into your laptop, performing a pantomime for about 13 strangers. (laughs) I mean, you're not all strangers, but you can see where that was weird. Obviously, I could have easily, and did put pants on, so don't worry too much about that. I did put pants on in the end, um, but the pants just didn't help. 
So it wasn't that. Um, and sorry if that was too sexy an image. I apologize, but you know, these things these things happen. Um, but yeah, um, I I think ultimately I was just too sober to do it. So I had a few beers, and then I got too drunk to do it. And um, and you might be thinking, oh, these are excuses, blah blah blah, but. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to play you an outtake of what I have recorded. Because basically, this this recording now, what happened in this recording, pretty much meant that the whole thing was off at that stage. And then it was a good excuse to go play The Witcher for another 12 hours. But you know what I mean. Um, so, there is... A, there is um, a a Christmas panto on my laptop and and I think one day maybe next year it will be out I think for this year we'll we'll use the the Christmas food tier list as the Christmassy special um I note as well, well, I was going to say I'm nearly at 50 podcast episodes, but I'm sort of not. I think this is episode 40 off the top of my head. And it sounds close to 50, but 50 is 10 weeks away. Admittedly, that's, you know, I think sort of April time, I want to say. April time? No. March time. Early March, I'll be at episode 50. Early to mid-March, I'll be episode 50. So I'm going to have to do something special for that. I'm not sure what, um, although I have ideas. Um, but anyway, I've been nattering for ages here, and I actually have real things to talk about. So, um, yeah, I'll play you the outtake of the the ill-fated pantomime, and then I'll return with some actual stuff to talk about. Okay? See you in three and a half, well, no, more than that. Whatever, just listen to it. Young George giggled. He fetched the man a blanket and tucked him in. And just as young George himself was about to settle down, he heard another knock on the door, a decidedly more lively knock than that of um, David, who had entered the house not that long ago. I wonder who that could be, he thought to himself, as he opened the door, to see a smiling man with a sack slung over his shoulder. (laughs) He... So hopefully you can understand why I am not, um, yeah, how I just couldn't carry on. It was, it all got too much for me. Um, and I just had to kind of, it, it all seemed a bit preposterous. I was drunk. It was probably mid afternoon and, um, I could barely read, and I was just, the whole thing got to me. Um, 
But, yeah, we're here and we're still doing podcasts, so don't worry too much. Um, I'd never fail you. Um, Anyway, you might have heard me mention previously that I'm, you know, I was working to try and finish The Witcher before I'm back to work. Unfortunately, that didn't happen because today was my first day back to work. Um, I think I did mention probably a million times thinking about it that this week off or this time off that I've just had was the first time I think I've actually had two weeks off that wasn't a holiday. I think I've had one holiday at work that was more than two weeks off, but like I say, it was holiday. I went to, well, I went to Las Vegas and that really, you know, it seemed mental that I went there, but I did. And, um, and frankly, you know, it was, it was not really that relaxing. (laughs) I'll say that much. Um, so this was a real nice time to relax. However, I'm now back to work and um, I cannot quite begin to, uh, you know, fully detail how deep, how deeply depressed I am at the prospect of being back at work. Um, you know, I really enjoy the people I work with, um, but it's the sitting there from like 9am till five, you know, there's only, you know, I did, I did a number of days. I think we can probably say I did 10 days straight of that on the Witcher. And and that's in my mind, the best game I've ever played. And even that got too much for me. So, you know, begs the question how we managed to do like 200 days of them. Uh, you know, in a year. Um, but, you know, I dread to think, I, I don't really want to think about it like that. <laughs> it's dreadful. Um, however, uh, I am a fat boy and I, my spirits were lifted by the introduction of a contactless vending machine. Yes, you heard correctly. We live in 2020 indeed, and there is a contactless vending machine. Now, I'm not normally much of a, a vending machine hooer. Um, I do occasionally dabble, but mostly if I'm in a, you know, a place of desperation. Today wasn't such a case. However, I saw an opportunity that I thought should be seized. So, it was lunchtime. I was actually sat having lunch with a man who goes by the name of David Daniel Andrew, um, Jonathan, Peter, Bartholomew, Angus, Eugene, Setri. We uh, we shared our, each other's company over lunch. And um, while I was looking for some cutlery, I walked past the contactless vending machine. And in the kind of the trough or, you know, in the jaws of the trough of the contactless vending machine, just, just past the the pane of glass in front of you. Um, there was a, a bag of chip sticks, I believe they're called. Let me Google it very quickly, but they're the salt and vinegar, um, 
kind of chip-shaped, flaky crisps. Very old English, um, yeah, chip sticks. Like an old English um, crisp. They're not, you know, as a, as a crisp connoisseur, addict, um, opinionated uh, sort of critic, I, I think we can say I'm a crisp critic. Um, chipsticks have never quite floated my boat because I just don't feel like they fully embrace what it is to be a crisp. Um, but I suppose that's a that's a conversation for a different time, or is it? No, it's for a different time, probably. I think I've done a crisp tier list. I must have done. Oh, well, we do an annual tier list now, don't we, for the crisps? Um, so I guess that might happen. Not quite sure how many new crisps come out every year. Might have to talk about those um, those Walker's Sensation Poppadom ones. They're good. Um, anyway, um, there was a bag of chipsticks that was, you know, sort of wedged in the jaws of the trough, in which a man or a lady or a, a you know, a, a, an animal would plunge their hand to then retrieve their bounty. Um, this bag of chipsticks was was stuck. Now, I'm not that bothered by these things normally. I kind of look at them and then um, enjoy the schadenfreude of the situation. So I kind of, you know, I, I look at it and I think, someone's paid money and they've, they've got nothing. <laughs> and I have, you know, I have a little smile to myself and I carry on with my day, just slightly warmer for it. Um, and then, but today it was slightly different. And I think, I can't help but think that it had something to do with the fact that it was a bag of crisps. It didn't matter which type of crisp it was. It was a bag of crisps without an owner. It was a bag of crisps without an owner. And, you know, like a... I was going to say something terrible there, I can't. Um, you know... Um, like a child snatcher to an orphan, I I saw an opportunity. So I go back. I go back to David Daniel Andrew, Jonathan, Peter Bartholomew, Eugene Angus, Setri, and I t I explain to him the situation. Immediately, his eyes light up because, of course, this is a man who 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 loves an opportunity. Um, you know, and, 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 and almost exists off these, these moments of, of quite frankly, astonishing good fortune. And I thought to myself, this is a mistake that you've let him know because he will, he will profit off this somehow. In the end, he showed himself to be a better man than me because he showed little to no interest in the chipsticks. All the while, sorry, I just burped there. But all the while, my own, my own desire for the chipsticks burned brightly. So, I return to the contactless vendor. There's a few people in the in the in the canteen at this stage. People, you know, observers, probably pretending that they're not watching me, but they are. 
They know what's happening. They know the chipsticks are there. I think everyone in the room did, but no one wanted to discuss it and no one wanted to, you know, lower themselves to that level. No one wanted to stoop to the level of trying to trying to obtain a cheap bag of chipsticks. I mean, firstly, what I would say is you deserve to not get the chipsticks if of all of the things in the vending machine, that's the thing you go for. So I think in one way you deserve it. Anyway, I approach the vendor and I'm thinking about this. I look at the line, um, you know, directly above the chipsticks and I think to myself, right, so what's weighty enough and possibly high enough to achieve a certain velocity before hitting the chipsticks and thereby, um, you know, uh, releasing it from its from its quandary above the jaws of the the, uh, the plunge pit, where where one would 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 retrieve your bounty. So on the line, there was a there were a number of things. There was a there was a sort of silvery monster like a can of monster i don't drink monster because i'm you know i'm not 15 years old um and <laughs> and then there was you know there's some other stuff and frankly i didn't even take them into account i think it's worth noting that i'd gone there with the idea of you can't get anything light um it needs to be something with enough weight yeah. <laughs> That's a yawn. Needs to be something with enough weight to, to dislodge the bag of chipsticks. So, however, it's also got to be something that you want. There's, there's difficulty there. Now, <laughs> I've just remembered the, the, how ridiculous this gets. So, I look on the list. I look on the line of of items and I see a whisper bar and I think to myself that bar of whisper looks quite big it looks probably possibly big enough now I go in I buy it 75p I think or more I didn't I didn't check I didn't care I wanted that I wanted the sweet release of the chips so I lift my phone which has contactless that was probably a terrible thing to share because if you take my phone, you take my life. Um, but please don't. Um, I put my phone up to the contactless machine. The whisper falls. The spiral, you know, releases it from its from its cage, and it falls. I would say it was about two thirds of the way up on the machine. I thought it would have enough velocity to maybe just dislodge it slightly. Unfortunately, I hadn't anticipated how how truly ensnared the chipsticks were in the jaws of death the whisper bar lands on the chipsticks like a pillow the whisper it doesn't even move it lands and plugs itself in to the chipsticks um mockingly and at that stage i was truly um you know punished by the gods for for my greed and also just opportunism for things that I don't need or want particularly I didn't want the whisper I didn't want the chipsticks I just wanted the victory I wanted the taste and so 
um, the whisper sat on the chipsticks. And I thought, I panicked at this stage. I went back to David, Daniel, Andrew, Eugene, Jonathan, Bartholomew, um, Angus, Setri, and I, I told him my predicament. He's giggling at this stage because he also enjoys the, the you know, he enjoys the boons that come with schadenfreude. And, you know, he was, he, he enjoyed it very much so. And I'm panicking at this stage because I'm thinking anyone else is going to turn up to that contactless vending machine and they're going to see the situation that's, that's occurring at the jaws on the bottom right corner. And they're going to see an opportunity. They're going to release a, a silvery gray can of monster on top of it. The fiend that they are, the 15 year old fiend that they are, they're going to release that can of monster on it. They're going to release the whisper, the chipsticks and the monster. And they are going to enjoy quite frankly, what is almost a meal deal at my expense. Partially. Um, anyway, <laughs> I can't let this happen. I go back to the contactless machine. I can't bring myself to buy the monster because like I say, I'm not, I'm not 15. I'm not a monster. Um, however, <laughs> and I was going to mention this previously on another podcast. So it's, you know, it's crazy the way life works. Um, bottom right of the vending machine, there is a can that's turned away, so you can't quite see what it is exactly. Everything else in the vending machine, you know what it is. So I think the bottom line was were all cans, and they were all um, made by Bar, which is like the old English fizzy pop company, which when, when I was a kid and I used to buy like sweets and um, pop when I was out, um, I'd buy bar drinks because they cost like 50p. They were very cheap. And um, they still are. So this can was worth 50p and I thought, right, it's got enough weight in it, it must do, to dislodge the whisper and the chipsticks. And I don't care what it is. You know, I wagered that it might be a dandelion and burdock. I don't, I've never really tasted dandelion and burdock. I think I have maybe once or twice and didn't like it. But I thought... It's going to be something weird like that because I can't imagine what it what would be in a golden can. Anyway, I buy it. The the, uh, the spiral releases the can. It hits the chipsticks and the whisper sort of combination. The 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 marriage that I had created unwillingly, and somehow the whisper bar is dislodged from within the 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 mire of the chipsticks. And the can manages to sort of hang precariously atop the, um, the chipsticks, not quite indicating as to whether it will fall in my favor or not. And at the last second before I kind of accepted kind of defeat, you know, true embarrassment, it fell. And everything that I had purchased, the whisper and the and the can, the mystery can, fell. And so I retrieved my goods and left. This bag of chipsticks was never going to move. I'm not sure what happened to it, but I've never seen a more sturdy bag of crisps in my life. And I think over the course of recounting this story, I've really learned to kind of, you know, respect the chipsticks for what they are. And that is a resolute bag of crisps. So I'm left 
with a whisper, a bar of whisper, which is nice. Um, just Cadbury's Aero, essentially, but less airy, more chocolate. So I'm pretty happy about that. And the mystery can. And Shane, a pocket full of Shane. And um, I turn the can to my face and I look at it. And it says Shandy on it. It turns out in the bottom right of the vending machine, they're selling beer with sugary pop in it. And um, I didn't, I, I mean, I laughed a lot about it, but I don't know what the hell is going on there. Um, at this very moment, the Shandy is home. I didn't drink it, obviously. Um, because <laughs> imagine if I went to my desk and popped open a shandy <laughs> to just crack on with my afternoon. Um, yeah, didn't happen. So I've got it with me and I might just kind of look after it for a period of time because um, it almost doesn't feel real. Um, so, yeah. There's my tale from today, my return to the to work. I, you know, you know, I just I found found myself just scratching around looking for any kind of any kind of solace, and I learned today that I will not be finding this solace in the contactless vending machine.